0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio.
1: The majority of primary school children will sit in the same classroom every weekday. The schedule is highly regulated with consistency of learning environment held up as an ideal for ensuring that kids receive a quality, unbroken education that won't put their future prospects at risk. But are we making a mistake about this ideal? The Davenport seem to think so. A travelling family based in the Blue Mountains, the Davenports are ambassadors of the real-life classroom. Parents Erin and Jules have been taking their boys on the road with them for four years and reckon that Sebastian, who's 11, Aidan, 10, and Saxon, 7, are better for it. Underpinning this, however, is a commitment to making sure that their boys aren't left behind. Homeschooling while on the road and back home, they've developed a robust teaching strategy that aligns with school curriculum. I talked with the family a week after they'd returned home from a fortnight-long caravan trip around Tassie, funded as part of the 2019 Real Life Classroom Initiative. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Um, So, first question. When a lot of kids reach schooling age, typically a parent would think, okay, let's settle down for the next decade or so, so they get a stable and consistent education and social environment. What made you decide to break out of this mould? (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, part of it is uh, part of it's because I'm a, I'm a cameraman, so I travel a lot anyway for, for work. And uh, we pretty much like with the sort of the things and experiences that we have, you know, that I have going out and working. We sort of thought, well, you know, we're a close family, so why not take the kids out and uh, incorporate them into those experiences too? So we're, you know, we're sort of taking instead of that vicarious element of learning in the classroom. Uh, we take them out and interact with the real world. That's where we initially came. Yeah, from. the yeah.
2: kids, the kids originally were in school. Sebastian and Aiden, and uh, to be honest, like being in the media, Aaron travelled a lot, and well, he still does, but we all go now. <laughs> but um, everyone missed Daddy too much. It was like, <laughs> how can we make this work? You know, because no people shouldn't give up their their you know life dream. You got to be able to make it work, and and we've made it work beautifully. Yeah, it's kind of pretty much. I think that's
0: how it it just evolved that way and it it worked very successfully. We thought, you know, if that didn't work for our children, which we would have been surprised, um, then we would put them, you know, back into mainstream school. But they have just, you know, they've blossomed in ways that we couldn't have imagined, you know, with the ordinary sort of system.
1: Yeah. That's wonderful. Walk me through the process of putting together a homeschooling plan that synchronises with the curriculum. Like what needs to be done?
2: Well, Every state is different for a start. So it depends on what state. So we'll just concentrate on New South Wales because that's all we know. But apparently New South Wales is the most detailed state to home educate your children. They have a lot of requirements. So you basically have to prepare uh, a full two-year program with a list of outcomes for each child. So um, basically you've got to go through the curriculum. You've got to list the codes and you've got to make sure that you We're record kind of lesson plans, lesson yeah. plans and um, we have to record. Obviously, we've got a really... Our AP loves us from the education department because we've got videos, we've got blogs, we've got photos, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> so they just need they need kind of samples of your child's progression, and... Uh, so we're kind of, I suppose,
0: old hats at that now, aren't we? Yeah, I also, I mean, so Julie is a, is actually like a. I'm a
2: teacher.
0: She is a yeah. teacher, so <laughs> right? She's a catered teacher, so that that has certainly been uh, very helpful with us because we we feel that the Australian curriculum uh, is actually a very solid framework. It's so, a good, yeah, it's
2: a good framework. So we
0: we not, you know, there are some people that will try and be quite divergent in that regard. We're not. We we pretty much think it's a great framework, so we follow that, and then as Julie said, we look at. We look at how we can integrate the places we're going into the different subjects. Uh, we can probably give you examples of those. Yeah, do you yeah. want examples of how we would do
1: it? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, well, let's say like in our – say just in the trip to
2: Tassie, being that this is what this is all about, um, say, uh, say for science. So we, oh, can I just interrupt? We yeah. do a lot of interest. We base the kids learning on a lot of interest-based subjects as well. So the kids actually sit down with us and – and give us ideas of what they would like to learn. So this sort of gives a bit of a background to Erin's example, I think. Yeah, what we
0: try and do is we we try and incorporate um, a certain interest focus with the kids, and then we build that into what the requirements are for the curriculum. So as an example, like most kids love Geology, or they love fossils, and you know, particularly our kids love anything. Different. They love rocks
2: and fossils, rocks and, and, fossils. and dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, like
0: most kids with that sort of age bracket. So, mm-hmm. uh, in when we we're doing the Tasmania trip, we made sure that we incorporated a uh, trip to up to Fossil Bluff at Wynyard in that northwest part of, of Tassie. Um, so, what we did there, um, the curriculum based is for science, and there's a cross curricular relationship with history. So, we said, righto, what can we do there? So, in uh, science there's erosion and we have like a what's it called the uh, what's the code like we've got it's
2: uh, oh, yeah, like a,
0: a acssu 075 I think for erosion. Yeah. Range, random, yeah. For, uh, so that's just a general for uh, I think we'll just go for around the year four sort of middle area.
2: Yeah just to give you an example.
0: And uh and then we've got, say, living things or life cycles, which goes all the way through that primary section. Yeah,
2: because there at low tide, which is when you have to go to fossil bluff so you can see the fossils. Um, there are also a lot of rock pools, and so the kids are um, observing and recording uh, the adaptations of the of the life by mm. the sea.
0: Yeah. So the would you say that the for that part of science, they need to learn how to locate, observe, and collect data. So our kids will use like. Um, they'll have take photos and they have a journal that they follow and they'll learn about the past and say with the logical bluff, the sandstone cliffs there, like they're 275 million years old. And there are literally like hundreds and hundreds of like naturally forming fossils. Like in their process there you can observe, study and
1: touch. Wow. So, yeah,
2: we're like, boys, we're going mm-hmm. back on the plane. You cannot take that boulder with you. Sorry. <laughs> so, so it's like those,
1: those, oh, it's a shame. Um, that's
2: what they said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they can sit there literally and interact. You know, I'll sit there for half an hour and, and really look at them. And some of the people touch them; they can touch, touch them. them.
2: And um, there were a lot of um, jet- <laughs> that beach is amazing. You don't see it very often. It's like full of gemstones, like jasper, agate, quartz, um, and they they were having an absolute ball. And that's what it's about, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. even like succession of sand dunes. but we studied that. And what we do is we absorb as much as we can and then we bring that home and build upon it over time with the with their curriculum. So it's a supplementation of, like travel supplements the curriculum really nicely.
0: Yeah, we like to see like an augmentation that we're yeah. learning,
2: their, their real life
1: experience. It's like a field trip every day, pretty much.
0: Exactly, yeah. And that's what we like to try and, and make it I think we like to have that experiential adventure quality so that learning is, you know, yourself, you know, when you're enjoying something, and that can be any subject, you learn more easily. Yeah. So that's our approach.
2: Oh, and also, like, uh, an interesting way in more recent times with more travel that we take upon um, is that we've learned that we can measure what the kids are learning by the fact they come back and they're talking to... Like their cousins, their grandparents, the the kids at the homeschool group, all about their experience and and they and it's like they're reliving it again and they're actually teaching other kids mm-hmm. what they're learning. So they're bringing it back. It's like a gift that they're bringing back and and showing and the, everyone
0: around them. And, and the, even like the social aspect of um, kids learning, like in the field, is you know you may be at a you might be camping um, at a particular place or staying at a place whatever you're doing and then you'll start talking or the kids will start talking to someone that may be like a uh, (laughs) a neighbour and they're like you know maybe 50 years older than them and they're learning to conduct conversations and exchange data and information which just helps them grow you know on another level which you can't get just with peers at school so we find that's really helpful too
2: yeah there's always other homeschool it's amazing how many homeschool families are out well like that you know it's a we need a new title because I'd say like maybe more world school like because you're out traveling and, and so forth as well and there's so many families out there at the moment yeah. and they're all sharing ideas and information and some might have gone to places that we haven't gone yet and they can tell us what to look out for. Yeah, and
0: think, yeah it's not to be caught up. I don't, I, I'm not so keen on that the home school title because I said we actually follow the Australian curriculum with the New South Wales version of that and... And we try and make sure that that's always integrated because it is a good system for learning. Mm. And we just feel like we make it, we, we put a fresh breath of life into it so our kids are constantly engaged in that process.
1: I had no idea that the homeschooling community was so extensive um, that, you know, you were meeting people like you all the time.
2: Yes. Right, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, To be honest with you, I don't think we knew either until we um, started on this journey. And uh, But to be honest with you, all these experiences say with, the Tasmanian real-life classroom trip that we've been doing with Studio 10. is something that everyone can do, and that's why we kind of don't really push the homeschooling part because this is something that all families can do in school holidays on weekend camp trips. To be honest with you, it's a real family bonding experience too, and we want to... Sh- There's a lot of people go, oh, God, I hate sightseeing with the kids because they do nothing but whinge, and they want to go somewhere else, or they want to just go back to the park and swim in the pool, but we want to show... Families so you can go out and have fun with your kids and there's a different way of looking at um, places and things to learn. and Learning is always fun. Yeah. yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just going back to the um, the socialisation aspect, yes. did you ever have any concerns that, you know, because your boys might not be interacting with peers of their same age group um, that they might be missing out on anything? Was there anything you were worried about? I'd say the
0: opposite yeah to, I, I say the opposite
2: we, we well first of all um, the first thing we did was join the blue mountains home education network and that's a huge huge group and so they have meetups with and you know they have different people who um you know they do like group lessons and things like that so the kids know they have all their own friends up here in the blue it. mountains as well but when we're out traveling it just
0: oh it's like our boys have if we can just give you an example, like, say, we're in um, Central Australia and, you know, our boys are interacting with Indigenous you know Australians, with Aboriginal mm-hmm. people, talking about their culture, they're asking questions. Uh, we're, say, in, say in uh, Lightning Ridge, which we spent a bit of time in last year, and they're talking to minors and, and other children of their age in that as well. They're meeting people in, you know, in, uh, in the caravan parks or... Uh, I don't know, it's, just, it's so extensive.
2: There's, there's always other families um, that we, like, we seem to all end up gravitating towards each other um, because families out on the road will go to certain places at different times because you avoid the school holidays because that's when it's really busy, but then that's when you meet all the homeschool people. And so the kids will be playing with other kids and... You know, you just go to the swimming pool and they're all playing, and, and they make a lot of friends that become friends for life because we become friends with their parents, and it's all. Okay. Our kids have
0: so they become can... more social since uh, we've had them sort of yeah. out the age of the range of the honest, I think,
2: you know, say I look at my nieces and nephews, and they don't know how to conduct a conversation with older people. They're only used to conducting conversations in a playground setting with um, kids yeah. their own age, whereas our kids can go and talk to anybody of any age. Find a way to relate with them and um, ask questions, and they're quite um, like I don't want to
0: blow my be a mum. Yeah, your all right, I'll be a mum.
2: Like that, I'm I'm really proud. Like we've listened in, just going, that just come out of his mouth. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like um, the boys had a very uh, like one of our highlight experiences for last year was that the boys got to have a couple of days art lessons with John Murray, the famous Australian painter, right, and he. And they were painting. He got there to paint on the wall. He does street art at the moment. And he had an Aboriginal painter there. He, I was painting because I'm also an artist. And, um, yeah, they had he had a few and and some high school kids as well. And my kid, uh, Aidan, was just standing there talking to Warren, who's, you know, an accomplished artist and does university lecturing and stuff like that, asking him about his design principles and why he used certain colours and can he tell me about the, the, the meaning behind the artwork? And... And I was like, uh, Aiden, um, Warren's trying to work, darling. And, and Warren turns to me and goes, no. He goes, I love it. No, let <laughs> him talk. I'll give him an interview. So we did. <laughs> that's pretty cool,
1: I think. <laughs> I think you have full right to be proud. So um, Sebastian, Aiden, and Saxon, they're all pretty young at the moment. As they hit secondary school age and the pressures over, you know, grades and exams go up, will you continue homeschooling? Is that something that's definitely in the future? We've started planning for Sebastian for Year
2: 7 because he's, um, we, we get the maximum approval because they're happy with us and the way we homeschool, the Department of Education, that is. So they've granted us a full two years and that's a maximum they'll do. Um, and it crossed over into his high school year. So we've actually planned for Year 7. So to be honest, I think we're going to find our feet with that. And I think so
0: too. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly address on whatever the best needs of the children are. Like if our kids um, are just... owning it then I mean we also we we kind of part with uh, we just don't teach them that way they also have online education um, uh, avenues that we use in incorporating you know for their training and that as well Um, but we will certainly incorporate different digital mediums, and possibly you can go into places as the kids get older um, for lectures and for experiences. But I think, yeah, I mean...
2: He's he's already... Like, our, our kids are kind of ahead in certain subjects. Like, Sebastian's already um, ahead in, in, say, maths, and so Aden Aidan. Like, they've already moved up. They finished at the end of the first term. Um, and so they're kind of... We've got to sort of feel like we've got to hold them back in some areas and just make sure that they've done everything. But they, they, they're they doing really well. And uh, it, it, it is hard to say because... Yeah, I think there's a lot of concern with high school, but I think we're going to do just fine because he's he's already ahead. Yeah. And he's te- like, you know, yeah. I, I don't
0: think, we don't at this point have any We haven't, no. If, but our, our approach is always that whatever's best for our children. So, yeah. you know, if our children are struggling um, using this technique of, of education, them, we will change that so that they will move ahead because that's ultimately the most important thing. We feel at this point in their life, that their method of education has actually been beneficial to them, but we we address that every year.
2: Mm. We do, and we always involve the kids. Like a lot of parents, just say this is what you're doing, but we actually involve them in their education. And if they came to us and said, "Mom, Dad, we really we want to go back to school," then we're not going to hold them back. No, no. You know, because that's it's, it, we we've always involved them in every family decision. We we treat them. With respect, in that way too. So, hmm. <laughs> we've been so busy. To be honest with you, we've planned for Sebastian for Year Seven. That's fine, and Year Seven is is totally doable. Like, we're not worried at all. But like, if you're sort of thinking about HSD, we're not there yet. So, it's probably like a hard question to
1: ask us. Yeah, of course, of course. It's you know far into the future, and you just got to play it as it comes. I guess.
0: Yeah. That's
1: right. Two years at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of leads into my next question, um, which is, what do the boys think about it all? Do you want to? Do want to ask them? Yeah, I'd love to hear um from them if they're if you're comfortable with yeah. that. I've
2: got Sebastian. He's listening in. Hi, Sebastian. Here, do you <laughs> want to just say hi? Hi, Kate. Hi, <laughs> Kate.
1: Okay. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Not so bad, thanks. So, I'd love to hear what you think about this. Um. You know, homeschooling, or as your parents call, it, world schooling.
2: Do you like it? Do you love it? Yeah. Tell, tell Kate if you if you what you do and don't like. I don't think there's anything that I don't like about how I live. I think that I love I love travelling. I like world schooling. I mean, if you can call it that. And uh, I think I learn a lot more on the road than I would if I were in a classroom.
1: What's been um, your favourite kind of learning experience from your recent trip around Tasmania? What did you like best?
2: Uh, I, um, I have to say I like the uh, Trawana Wildlife Sanctuary at Mole Creek. That was pretty special because it was very, um, like, hands-on, like you could, like, interact with the animals. And I love the wombat because you could actually, like, pat it and yeah. uh, feed it. Feed it. Yeah, he well, loves
1: wombats. They are adorable. <laughs> I completely agree. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So thank you so much, Sebastian, for your input. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: Good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first interview. Oh, wow. We asked him if he'd be all right with that. I mean, we say that, but he's been on national television all of last week. Well, wow, right,
1: already been. a media star. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see,
2: have you
1: seen the Studio 10 show? Yeah, I saw snippets of it.
2: Yeah, he did his own show one day at the Dot Hick he, because he's a dinosaur fanatic as well. So A lot of fun. A lot of fun, lot yeah. Of fun. Definitely so, yeah, sounds yeah, like so it. Proud
1: of him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you for talking with me today.
0: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, yeah. <laughs>